Hi and welcome to Square in the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. Today I'm delighted to say that I speak to portrait photographer Nina Carrington. We have a chat about how creativity is just problem solving, how you can build your business as an introvert and the benefits of being bored. I'm your host Benjamin Bowles from Benjamin Film and Photography and welcome to Squaring the Circle. Nina Carrington, thank you so much for joining me on Squaring the Circle. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. And thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. We met properly a few months ago, didn't we? And we had a, a really good chat. We, we grabbed a coffee. I think you had a Diet Coke. We, uh, we chatted about all things photography and business and the challenges of building a business and sustaining a business in the photography world. So I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to take a bit of a deeper dive, I suppose, uh, into um, your practice as a photographer, which for anybody who doesn't know, anybody wants to um, see incredible portraits, check out Nina. They are unbelievable. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that would be my first thing to do. In fact, pause the podcast, go to Nina Carrington on Instagram or LinkedIn or um, any social media channels and, and look at her portraits. They're amazing. So I'm really, really looking forward to our chat today. Oh, thank you very much, Ben. That's very kind of you. We're here to talk about uh, balancing the creative side um, and the business side of, of your business. How difficult do you find it balancing um, the creative side um, and the business side? I find that the creative and the business side, they're both using the same part of my brain. Um, it is, I guess we're creative because it's a, a problem solving thing um, and, you know, but then we make it an aesthetic thing because it's beautiful. We like beauty. Um, so yeah, they occupy the same part of my brain. So if I'm focusing on the business side, it's really hard to get my brain back onto the creative side and, and vice versa. So yeah, it, it is a challenge, um, but I think you just have to set aside certain hours where you have to sit down and do the business stuff and then also set aside time where you can get yourself a bit bored actually so that your mind can wander and, and come up with those creative ideas. If I'm just going, going, going all the time, they're like, there's no space for my brain to go and wander. Okay. Okay. That is interesting actually, because I know, I do know what you mean. If I'm ever in a, in a car that's that's the probably the easiest way i can explain it if i'm in a car and i haven't got the radio on or anything and i just i'm just driving your mind does wander doesn't it you're not thinking about anything on the radio or any music or anything um yeah. so yeah so that's that's a tactic that you use and and so when you are bored um, <laughs> and, you, and you want to sort of think creatively now is that on the creative side to the business as in the creative projects that you're taking or is that business development uh, and marketing how, how does that work do you know it's both I think it's, it depends whatever is most pressing I'm always inclined to to think more on the creative side because I like it um, but uh, the business side if I really need to bring some money in I'll make the extra effort to force my brain onto the business side and to come up with solutions so what are those solutions then? 
are there any go-to solutions that you go for in terms of getting more clients in through the door um or or is it just a case of trial and error um so i suppose the wider question is you know how, how do you market yourself at the moment it's mainly uh i'm mainly using linkedin now actually yeah. i used to use instagram and facebook more but facebook is not going all video and i don't do video um it's not I'm not saying I'd never do video, but I don't at the moment. And so Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram uh, probably isn't the best forum for me anymore. Um, So yeah, I use LinkedIn and I try to create content that people want to engage with. And I also, um, I'm part of a a networking group that has a lot of training in it. And uh, this woman, Anjanita Prevost, has... Um, amazing tips for how to use LinkedIn to to generate leads. So it does involve kind of just uh, trying to connect with people who you think might like the kind of work uh, you produce. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I've noticed. I don't know how long you've been seeing the lady, but I've noticed on LinkedIn the last I don't know six to eight weeks, maybe your posts have completely changed in terms of the content so you've always shared lovely images but now it's sort of more um education-based marketing that's probably how i would term it but so there's that consistency but also giving some value is that something that um has worked in terms of lead generation um and and if it hasn't is it a case of playing the long game with it i think that the posts are a long game really yeah, it's definitely something I'll keep going with. And I think the reason actually that I do the, the posts with the little tips about this or that is um, is to try and position myself as an expert, you know, because and it, it shows that I know what I'm talking about and, um, and I've got the attention to the details that people wouldn't necessarily consider. So this is something that we both probably data on a day-to-day basis we have to uh, contend with about photography whether there's value in photography and of course I think there's huge value in photography is getting that across to paying customers it's because of smartphones now love more hate them there I mean I personally love them um, because of um, you know they've made photography very democratic Um, And actually, anybody can be a photographer, which I think is a good thing because has a huge bearing on well-being and mental health in terms of creating something. So I think that's a great it's a great tool, a camera. So I think that's a good thing. But from a business point of view, getting people to see the value of photography um, is, is pretty difficult. Is that something that you struggle with? I hate selling myself. I find it really, really difficult. Um. And even though I'm I'm just so in love with photography, I can really struggle to um, to put that across. Uh, but in terms of showing its value, and and I think it really is the images that separate out you know the really professional businesses from um, the ones that have just begun. So I point that out, um, and also I talk about how. Um, it's good to bring in a lot of uh, colors and props and, and you know, the appropriate lighting and 
and, and that kind of thing to to draw out whatever the business is that the person uh, does. What's the most difficult aspect of running a photography business? I don't know. There are so many difficult bits. Um, <laughs> for me, is is the marketing self-promotion that I struggle with the most. Um, just because I'm naturally an introvert and uh, it takes a, a lot of effort for me to keep putting myself out there. Um, but it's something that I'm working on, I'm getting over and and to my great surprise, I really enjoy networking, um, but it does have its challenges. And uh, also learning to talk about what I do in a way that will inspire people is uh, a challenge for me. Because, you know, you, well, you must know this, Ben, as well, that, you know, when you're doing something and it, it's so much from your heart that it, you haven't put words to it yet, and then you, you've got to try and translate that into words and it's it's difficult i still get nervous sending any kind of whether it's a a photo shoot whether it's a video shoot um if i'm sending v1 or the first batch of photos over it's yeah it's incredibly nerve-wracking and if it goes you know like 15 20 minutes after i've sent that email um and i've seen they've downloaded it uh it's your your brain goes well they obviously hate it then that's me yeah I'm it does. Um, and i'm a fraud and you know then imposter syndrome comes in so it's something that absolutely i think um we as in people in the creative industry go through because however however commercial or however corporate that job is you still put something of yourself in there so yeah. and I, so i think that if if you ever do get negative feedback, and of course everybody does, I've certainly had negative feedback, you take it as a personal thing. So yeah. it's not that, isn't it? I think. Uh, I don't know if you would agree. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a very tricky thing. And obviously, you know, the customer doesn't have to come back and praise your work. They're just like, oh, yeah, thanks, that's done. So <laughs> it's a funny thing that um, leaves you feeling a bit adrift sometimes. Yeah, well, it can go what it can go one of two ways. I've actually come to the assumption now that, and this doesn't happen very often, but no news is good news sometimes. For instance, if you're, if I'm doing a shoot that I, you know, wasn't particularly bothered about, if they're happy, like no, I'll, I'll flip that. If they, if anyone's really unhappy, they will get back to you straight away. So sometimes no news is good news. Um, and and it's great if they come straight back and saying it's wonderful you know that that's 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 an amazing feeling because you you you've created something from nothing and someone that has chosen to work with you loves it and that's amazing yeah um but um just hopping back to um your introvert comment you mentioned yeah. that you do do find it difficult marketing and i would have thought um, there's lots of photographers out there, maybe even listening to this as we speak, that are introverted, that maybe do struggle with the stuff that you have struggled with over the years. So, and you said you're getting better and you also yeah. networking. So is there anything that you can sort of target the, the listeners potentially that are introverted that may be struggling with the same thing? Yeah, I think you just have to force yourself to talk to people um, and, and to start with, you know, you'll have a shaky voice. Like the first networking meeting I ever went to, 
I was shaking and sweating and, you know, I was deathly pale, all the colour drained out of me. Luckily, it was on Zoom, so not everything was apparent. But, um, you know, you just get used to it after a while. So you just have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And so you've mentioned networking a, a couple of times and I'm a massive advocate for if you're a small business owner, if you're self-employed and your target market, your customers are small businesses. I think that there's a huge ROI and it is long-term because it's about relationships, but get yourself to as many networking meetings as you can online. Uh, and you can yeah. rock out, um, rock out of bed at 7am, be on a meeting at half seven, um, you know, boxer shorts on your <laughs> boxer shorts on and, <laughs> and, and hoodie on your top and it's absolutely fine as long as you don't get up. Um, but so, and it's something, as I said, that if, if I'm ever giving advice to people, um, just starting out that would be my first thing to do you know get your obviously your portfolio and your website sorted and then just go and speak to people how um, how important has networking been to you and your business oh yes yeah, huge um i actually don't know i mean i have put out ads before but mostly i just do networking um you know there's always someone who knows someone um and you just have to build the relationship and and the building the relationship part is is good it's a really nice feeling to get to know people and I suppose photography is essentially about making a connection um so you know it's an extension that I am going out and connecting with people uh in order to get a photograph that connects people <laughs> yes yeah absolutely so jumping slightly away from the business side and it but it's all interconnected isn't it um the the creative side and the business side but focusing on your style how long has that taken to get your and obviously the what's your style and how to develop a style is a huge huge subject and it's far too long for a half an hour chat that we've got but if you could give us a, a, a you know a short version about how your style um has evolved and how you've kind of landed on it now I think I have uh, watched hundreds of photography videos and I've looked at, you know, I've got books and books full of images and, and I, I really just, I like one thing about one person, so I include that, or I like something about another person, I include that. And it's, it's just a collection of different things people do, but bundling them together in hopefully something that does look like me rather than them yes yeah 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 Yeah, and I think I think that's the thing with style isn't it it's you can't it's not a black and white answer because just by just by you picking up a camera you know I I would just say just say we were in a studio together yeah even the lighting was exactly the same um and so it was just about the connection between you and the the person in front of the camera we'd come up with different images and so there's so many variables to style isn't it so when people say oh how do you develop a style i i actually think the longer i go that you can actually overthink it and you've actually just got to take lots of photos experiment work out what you don't like work out what you do like um and then once you've done that you'll probably move on to another one because no one wants to do well i don't know about you i certainly don't want to be taking the same photos in 20 years i am now because no no always want to be progressing yeah absolutely absolutely so that's all part of it yeah and so 
this is a bit of a, a personal question and I'm not sure um, if you can answer it because I'm not even sure I could answer it but <laughs> you've had a great shoot you've got the images on on your computer and there's that one photo and photographers out there will know exactly what I mean there's that one photo where you think nailed it for whatever reason it just leaps out of the screen it could be yeah it could be that that gesture that moment that you created the light in the eye whatever it is but you know it's just perfect and it's really yeah. but words why but can you kind of sum up what that feels like that's a difficult question i suppose it feels um it feels like a a victory and you feel quite triumphant like you know i i yeah it's a huge sense of achievement i love that a victory that's perfect a victory, a triumph. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it's it's years and years of trial and error and making mistakes to, to, yeah. to get to that point. One thing before I go on to the final three questions, was it a deliberate decision or is it just the way sort of things have turned out that you are really a specialist portrait photographer? Because that is when when anybody starting a business you kind of have a, a decision to make whether you go slightly more generalist or very very specialist now i would always and now um tell me if i'm wrong but i would class you as a portrait photographer so that's what you do that is that is your bread and butter you know essentially that's um you know you wake up you take portraits you go to bed <laughs> and then there's some editing in between but was that a conscious decision you being a specialist it was i i photographed um property uh you know like for real estate for years and it was just like you know empty room after empty room after empty room and i wanted to put someone in those rooms so that's where the life is um and but you know i think i've always been quite yeah, not obsessed, but you know, I've always been very drawn to portrait images. Um, and I mean, I think I put something on LinkedIn up uh, about how I used to look through our family album um, to look at pictures of my mother because she didn't live with me, although she was in my life. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and there was just one particular photo that really caught my imagination. Um, yeah, so I and I think I have always been really obsessed with portraits, and so yeah, when I decided that um, I didn't want to photograph property for the rest of my life, uh, portraits was the obvious one to go for. Okay, so let's something that's just hopped into my mind. I'm just going to go back to um, you being an introvert now. And this is why it's fascinating is that humans are fascinating things, right? Because yeah. I would have thought um, for an introvert that, and I know in being an introvert and an extrovert is a, it's a spectrum, isn't it? So it, it, there's no point in trying to reduce this to a black and white, right? You either like, you know, you gain, yeah. you gain energy from people or you don't. So I know it's a spectrum, but I would have thought that for an introvert who likes photography, photographing, um, rooms and buildings that don't talk back is great <laughs> um actually you know sometimes i really enjoy it um i, I can't deny it but um i don't know because an, an introvert still needs interaction and 
and people are what do that for me yeah and in and it's a it is a different interaction isn't it when you've got that one-on-one um session it isn't just you know chatting uh, and gossiping you know it's, it's not that inane chat is it you're there for a purpose and you're there to create something and I, and I would agree with you actually there's very few people that don't need or don't want any social interaction it's all it's all down to whether um, it completely knackers you out or it, or it gives you energy doesn't it but it's, yeah. uh, it's just it's just fascinating to me that um, you know when you hear the word introvert and I have I'm very introverted in some ways as well I mean um, I did the uh, I don't know if you've done the multiple choice question uh, questions online where it can it basically tells you what kind of person you are in terms of introversion or extroversion um, no, I haven't and, done those. Uh, yeah exactly and, and I came out as an omnivert so that means that certain people give you energy and some people are vampires whereas if you're <laughs> energy vampires whereas if you're a complete extrovert any people give you energy uh, and yeah, if you're completely obviously the opposite so and I think most people are, are somewhere in the middle in terms of selling the um ambivert is the best person to sell stuff right okay okay so uh, I read a book about it I can't remember what it was called oh to sell is human and um my personality was the worst type <laughs> but then it was it was ambivert extrovert and then I was at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> oh, blimey. Okay, okay. Yeah, you but, you know, I just have to learn some extrovert techniques. Yes, yeah, yeah. Nina, we've I've taken up enough of your time. So we've come um, to the final three questions. They're slightly quicker. Um, so, uh, so here we go. How do you define success? And what does it look like for you and your business? I think it would be to have... Um, a whole year booked up in advance uh, with clients who really appreciate what I do and understand that they need to pay good money for it. Um, yeah, and... good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah, yeah so uh, that's what it looks like. Um, I've done a few of these chats now. And that is the most specific one, actually. A lot of people, which, and, and I fall into this camp as well, are more sort of general in terms of, you know, doing what you love day in, day out. But I love the fact that you say, that you really define it as literally as that. Four year in advance, people pay me X amount equals success. And then obviously you'll move on to the next target. But no, I love that. Yes. Thank you. For your chosen profession, what is a book or resource that has had the biggest impact on you? Okay, so I watched uh, like hundreds of videos on Creative Live. It's a really good platform. They have um, some excellent photographers come on. They do live demonstrations and it's actually a very reasonable annual fee and you can watch as many videos as you like. Um, and that was really so useful when I started. Um, well, actually for the first few years, I would say, yeah, so I'd say Creative Live, get yourself signed up. They do business stuff as well. Um, it's excellent. 
Amazing, yeah. So I haven't signed up, but I I followed the podcast for a few years with Chase Chase Jarvis, isn't it? Um, he's the main he is the yeah. main guy behind it. So yeah, I've heard I have heard good things. So that's really useful. We've come to the last question, Nina. Um, I okay. hope I hope, I hope you're not going to be too scarred for the evening ahead. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the last, yeah, I'm going to leave you with the last question, which is in one sentence. Um, and it doesn't have to be one sentence. I'm not that strict. But in one sentence, what one piece of advice would you give to a person starting in your industry tomorrow? Learn business and how to network. Amazing. It's it's a it's a theme that comes up time and time again. Um, it's it is about networking, isn't it? It's of course not every business is going to. Um, thrive in in the networking circles but yeah it's it's about getting out there it's about making those connections and and sort of playing the long game with it isn't it nina carrington portrait extraordinaire thank you so much for talking thank to me. you it's been a really really good chat it wouldn't be a podcast if i didn't give you a call to action so it would be amazing if you could subscribe and also spread the word all social media links and details of the podcast are in the show notes. Have a nice one, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Squaring the Circle.